Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello and good day. This is a very special episode of the podcast show because today I've got Dr. Mona Mubarak on. Welcome, Dr. Mubarak. Hi, thank you for inviting me. So Dr. Mubarak is currently working in Dublin and Ireland, but she's got a long history of working in other locations. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was graduated in 1995 from Alexandria University in Egypt, and I started my residency in anesthesiology in Alexandria University and Medical Research Institute there. I've completed my residency and subspeciality in anesthesia and intensive care in 2001. By that time, I have finished my master's degree, which is our specialty degree in Egypt. Then I have decided to go abroad. And the first destination, in fact, was Saudi Arabia, where I worked in King Abdulaziz University Hospitals as an anesthesia specialist. At this stage, I found myself very passionate about chronic pain and to manage pain in general. Uh, Of course, at that time, acute pain was a major part of anesthesiology, and I was giving lots of blocks and ultrasound-guided injections for patients to help to decreasing their pain after operation in general. I believe this was 2002 when I decided to go abroad again, and my destination this time was Ireland. So I have arrived Ireland in April 2008. I was very, very happy to come to Ireland because the training program in anesthesia, intensive care, and chronic pain was fantastic indeed. So I've joined the training program. I have done my fellowship in anesthesiology from College of Anesthesia in Ireland in 2012. During this time, we have basic chronic pain training as trainees, and I found this subspeciality is very, very good, and I really loved it by all my heart. I wanted to help people. I wanted to see the benefit and the outcome when I have done a good job with a patient. So I have done the diploma in chronic pain from Faculty of Pain Medicine in Ireland, and this was completed in 2013. During that time, I finished a few other degrees, which is the European Diploma in Regional Anesthesia from the ISRA, basically, and the European Diploma in Anesthesia Intensive Care from the European Society of Anesthesiology, and this was 2012 and 2013 as well. You know, I did search and search and search to find out where in the world I can actually approach special training program in chronic pain that give me the idea of holistic approach, 
how to do the diagnostics, how to get to the bottom of the story, because chronic pain is much deeper than the symptom that the patient always presents with. So I decided then to go to Australia. And I was very lucky to be accepted in the training program in chronic pain in Royal Prince Alfred Hospital, which is one of the major tertiary teaching hospitals in Sydney. So my training program was divided between Royal Prince Alfred and the Concord Repatriation Centre. And this was between 2014 and 2015. I've spent one full year in chronic pain training And surprisingly, the chronic pain at that time did include acute pain management as well. And the intensive care pain rounds, which was really, really beneficial in training because patients with sepsis, patients who had the trauma of being in the intensive care, they will come out with chronic pain problems. And patients who never had chronic pain, might have chronic pain because of this trauma only. Sepsis actually can trigger chronic pain. So this was major part of training. And the other major benefit, burns pain and patients with burns in the intensive care or burns unit, they are rarely looked after around the world. And in Concord, I found this special unit about burns and chronic pain management and opioids to be very, very helpful. So I have completed this training in 2015. One of the major aspects was actually pelvic pain as well, which is one of the hot spots to treat chronic pain. Very difficult. So I was lucky to be trained with all the team at that time. When I returned to Ireland in 2015, I've completed my CCST January 16. But I found myself in a way that I need more training about neuromodulation. And this is really the third major part in chronic pain. So I headed to Leeds Teaching University Hospital and I did have neuromodulation fellowship for six months. And this includes spinal cord stimulation, neuromodulation in general, and cancer pain, which is another big part of chronic pain treatment, palliative care, all of these issues. Since 2016, I decided to work in the UK for a period of time because actually I got fantastic opportunity to be a substantive consultant in the Royal Orthopedic, National Orthopedic Hospital in Birmingham. So I did take this post for a while. Then I have decided to work in open new avenues, different aspects. So I went to Birmingham University Hospitals and I shared a job between Birmingham and Dorset University NHS. So I believe I've seen a huge number of chronic pain patients because I dedicated myself to do only chronic pain during this period until December 2019. I have completed the Irish Pain Fellowship exam in December 2019 from Faculty of Pain Medicine in Ireland. And during that time, I have finished as well the Interventional Pain Practice Fellowship, which is called the FIP, from the World Institute of Pain. And I believe that at the end of this road, I have completed all aspects of training that put me in a position to really help patients from all aspects. Wow, that's completely impressive story and also you know dedication to the pursuit of the up-to-date knowledge around the world on how do we treat chronic pain and um, you've seen it all i'm sure um, as you've crossed the world and have trained with top clinics and top 
professors and, and hospitals. And here you are today in Dublin, working alongside your colleagues, developing this pelvic pain clinic, multidisciplinary pain clinic. And just let's just move from your training to the reality of your patients sitting in front of you. And what are you learning from them that you can actually reach them and help them the most? Let's go to the, the biggest area of where we can help these patients the most first. Well, I believe chronic pelvic pain is one of the most difficult areas to treat among all chronic pain conditions. Of course, all of them are difficult, but this is the most challenging and difficult category of problems that we struggle to help. We call it mess sometimes because it's a mess. We don't know where is it coming from. It's all complex. In general, when I, you know, sit with the patient, I did learn over years to listen. So I need to listen and I need to give time to get the full story. The story is not only a symptom and not only this part is hurt, is hurting. No, it's actually more deep than this. It could be completely different. So I have to listen. And once you, I start to listen and I engage with the patient and build the rapport, the patient starts then to elaborate and start to reveal hidden things. In many situations, I found the pain originated from an old trauma or an old event or accident. So to get the rapport built first, the patient will tell me what it is and they start to cry. And sometimes I'm, I'm so engaged and so affected to the degree that I feel I'm going to cry as well. So when the patient feels sincerely that the doctor across the table is engaging with him or her, he will start to engage in the conversation. And this actually will be a very big factor in the success of treatment because when the patient trusts me, then the patient will start to do things that I ask him or her to do. And the second most important part is to be honest with the patient. So I have to explain the biology behind chronic pain. And even I have in my tablet, I have some videos that I show the patients in the clinic about their body, the anatomy, and the brain and the nerves, how this all work together. When the patient understands the concept behind chronic pain, when they understand we have to accept, but at the same time to treat and to diagnose, I believe the outcome will be very good. Wonderful. Okay, so you, you spend a lot of time with your patients, you're having rapport, you're connecting with them, they're opening up, and it's like an open wound is allowed to come out so you can apply appropriate treatments, emotional, and it could be mental, it could be social, it could be, you know, physical traumas. So can you just explain how does pain affect people on the neurological level and the brain level? Well, this is really, really important and good question. There is a strong evidence that the chronic pain actually can affect susceptibility of all human beings to other illnesses because of the simple fact the whole human body is composed of nerves, among other stuff. So the nerves act as wires 
And it's very important to explain to the patients in an easy language that these wires in chronic pain situation, it work as a fuse that is a faulty one. It's a not right one. And when this fuse is faulty, there is something called central sensitization. So what happened is that this fuse fire all the time electric impulses to the brain to warn the brain that there is a danger or harm in the area of chronic pain. Then the brain will start to form a pain memory. And when this pain memory is established in the brain, the brain starts to send another signal to these parts of the body, to the muscles, say, to contract, to get into spasm, to the area around the pain to form shields to protect that part of the body. So even when someone has a broken arm or leg, and this is fixed by the surgeons, this pain is expected to disappear within three months period. When this pain is consistent after three months period, we call it persistent post-surgical pain problem. So what happened here? Why this person is different from the other person? It is actually the wires or the electric nerves that is not functioning well. And not only this, there is as well changes in the immune system in the body. Previous researches did show that chronic pain can cause changes in the DNA in the brain and it affects as well the way it expresses the T cells in the bloodstream, which is one of the white blood cells. And these T cells expression is the major part of the immunity system in the body. So there is actually alteration in the immune system in the body as well. And of course, that affects the vulnerability of chronic pain patients to different illnesses, different autoimmune diseases, different infections. So pain can have a devastating effect, in fact, on the immune system. The dysfunctional nerve can have a devastating effect. The untreated chronic pain is not harmless. So this fact, every doctor should understand and know the concept behind it. If we have a wound, if we have a burn, we have to treat this wound and burn. Why? Because it's shown there is a wound or burn. But in chronic pain, it's extremely difficult because the patient looked from outside as he is a good person. He has no problem. But in fact, no, he has a dysfunctional nerve. He has a neuropathic pain problem. He has a problem. And this lack of clarity in the diagnosis and subsequently clarity in the treatment make the condition increase over time into the chronicity to the degree that it can make chronic changes in the central nervous system called central sensitization. And from here, there will be a phenomena called wind-up phenomena. So the small stimulus that is not usually cause big pain problem. It will cause, in fact, big pain problems in chronic pain patients. It's winding up. And touch, which is a simple thing, shouldn't cause any pain. But in chronic pain patients, it will cause pain. And we call this allodynia, for example. This is the biological work behind the chronic pain. There is a lot of biomarkers. There is a lot of hormonal changes endocrine system, you know, the pituitary, hypogonadal, all these axes is affected. 
the biology behind chronic pain is huge. If we can talk about it, it's textbooks about the changes that occur in the human body due to chronic pain. Is it amazing, Mona, how you know, you've perfectly described something I've known for a long time and really focused with my patients as well, but you've described it so comprehensively. And when you think of chronic pain, there's so little doctors trained in this. There's so you know, few of you in the world who've taken the extent of 20 plus years of science and, and learning and, and now you're wonderfully pitched to help these patients in Dublin. And it's just enormous. You know, it covers all specialities. It covers all medical students. It covers all post-fellow and postgraduate docs, really, because who doesn't deal with people who have chronic pain? But yet, we're left with this biomechanical model that's just so simple, like you break your bone, you fix it, or you got an infection, you give an antibiotic. But what you've described is this multidimensional problem that we're only really wakening up to, and that's honestly my opinion, in the medical field. And um, it just amazes me that you've come to this point of understanding and knowledge, and, and we're here talking today about the depths of this issue. So I just want to ask a simple question because, you know, we don't have 10 hours to talk about this because I think we can <laughs> yeah. certainly talk about 10 hours. But I'm gonna, definitely going to get you back on the program and we're going to dive into these different areas. And I think it's been a wonderful opening conversation and show today that just really connects with our audience to say, wow, I'm not going crazy. You know, wow. No. This is real. You know, it's nothing it's not yeah. psychosomatic. I always remember going through training and think psychosomatic. I didn't believe in psychosomatic. But now I understand why, because there's, as you said, biology behind yeah. the sensitivity, yeah. the central sensitivity. What would you say to our audience today about just where they're at? Maybe this is the first time they've actually heard somebody fully explain it. What would you say to them? Well, I do believe chronic pain patients, like, you know, they are the most, in my opinion, vulnerable group of patients. They have a problem, a real problem, day and night, 24-7, during holiday time, during rest time, during sleep time. They are the most group of patients who suffer because it is continuous and consistent problem. So these group of patients, we need really to help them. The problem is, in my view, when they look, dress well, do exercises, they walk, they do anything like everyone else in the road around, the GPs or the consultants or the colleagues, the neighbors, they tell them, what's wrong about you? You're good. And the patients always come to me. They start with these words, what's wrong about you? And they start to cry because no one really recognizes and appreciate the amount of pain they are suffering. So there is a lot of advances and research and a lot of things done about chronic pain. And we can definitely use these tools to help patients. I believe in my view that diagnostics is the most important element in the treatment. Before we treat, we need to find out the cause. I find so many patients go, say, for the spinal surgeons for back pain. But in fact, it could be muscular pain. 
It could be non-specific low back pain. It could be irritable bowel syndrome that causes back pain. Anything. So the specialities or different specialties, they focus on their area. But in chronic pain, the physician in chronic pain, he is, in my view, like the FBI detector. He has to dig into the problem, do the diagnostics, find out by investigations and by questionnaires what is the problem. And not only this, he cannot work on his own. There is a team, team behind this treatment process. I did use when I was working in the UK, say in Dorset, I have a big, big team and there is psychologists, there are physiotherapists, there are mindfulness people, there are psychiatrists if I need help, mental health nurses. So it's a big team. So I might be able to take history and do the medical part of the service, find out exactly where is the medical problem. But the other connecting or intersecting issues This will need the help of the other team members. And that's why multidisciplinary approach. And not only this, we call it interdisciplinary approach, which means I will know exactly what is the physiotherapist going to say to my patient. And the psychologist will have some idea about the medical causes of pain. So we can interpret all of this when we talk to the patient. So the patient should actually listen and have only one message consistent message from all specialists who treat him. Because when he go to different specialities and everyone say different reason, this is not good at all in my view. I believe the pain specialist will be, as you mentioned, the core. He will integrate and coordinate the other services and he will be the source when the patient come to him and he will get the initial history and story. And then he will start to send the patient and work with other team members. So I would say to the patients, there is hope. I wouldn't say cure, but many patients actually can, at some stage, get rid of the chronic pain problems. Some of them will stay forever, but we will manage this pain. We will make it to its lowest levels by being positive, by treating the associated anxiety and depression, by looking at the social impact of pain problems, by giving hope. And when the patient finds someone who is always listening and supporting and pushing forward, this itself only can have a great impact in the treatment process. Wonderful. Very well said. And um, it's just wonderful to have such an extensive conversation about exactly what is going on and to be real. You know, and just to to really say, yeah, well, this is how it is. I think no fault of our own, really, in the system because we're all trained a certain way. And it's not until doctors like yourself are coming out and saying, no, actually, this is how we need to do it. And this is why we need to do it. And this is the science behind why we need to do it. That actually the system will continue to expand and change and, and get better at what we're doing. Because we're just, I think, at the beginning of this process with colleagues like yourself. So I really commend you for your commitment and passion and where you go with this. And I know you're going to be doing some stuff on social media and and moving forward and just getting the knowledge out there because it is essential and we all need to be working together. And it's just wonderful to be kindred spirit in the field and 
helping people as we go along through the different modalities of conversation and education and, and practical medical practice as well. So, so I think I'm going to bow out here. I'm going to definitely get you back on the show. We're going to decide what we're going to talk about and just take this forward. But for the audience today, you know, make a note of Mona Mubarak's name and log on and keep an eye on the next episode that will be coming out down the road. And I look forward to having further deeper conversations and getting very interesting and essential knowledge to you, the audience. So just to the final comments here, Mona, where can our audience learn about your services in Dublin or maybe other resources online? So I do have actually a website and my website, it's www.paintreatment.co.uk and this is the British version and the Irish version will be www.paintreatment.ie. So in these two websites, I do have, you know, I put educational videos, blogs, Actually, I have a direct contact where patients or anyone who is interested to know about any question, he can put his question straight away on the website and it will come to me. And I can actually answer any question that they like to know. There is as well email, which is Mubarak at paintreatment.co.uk. I did actually now start online consultations for my patients because I have many patients from UK who were really sad that I have left the UK and came back to Ireland. So I am starting this service to help if they need telephone or e-consultation to help them with the chronic pain problems. Physically, I'm existing in Galway Clinic in Galway and in Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Sligo as well. Wonderful. So please check out Dr. Mubarak yourself. You can have direct access to her. Wonderful information there at the end. I'm sure our audience will be taking up on that. So yes, thanks once again. I wish you a very good day. And again, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for inviting me, Wayne.